Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navaradegis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. This past Monday, November 17th, millions of Greeks commemorated the 41st anniversary of the uprising at the Athens Polytechnic Institute by students protesting against the military junta, which had ruled Greece since April 21st, 1967. On the early morning of November 17th, 1973, tanks crushed the barricaded front gates of the Polytechnic Institute, quelling the uprising. In a violence which took place from November 14th of that year, when the uprising began, until the 17th, 24 people in total lost their lives. Though this uprising did not immediately end the rule of the military junta in Greece, it nevertheless serves as probably the most emblematic moment of the Greek resistance against the dictatorship. And just as we should not forget the uprising and the lives that were lost, we should also not forget that this is a dictatorship which was fully supported by the United States and by the CIA. The army colonels who launched the coup had received military training at West Point, American weapons were used as part of the coup, and the overthrow was based on a plan devised by NATO to ensure U.S. control of Greece. The leader of the coup, Stianos Patakos, had been on the payroll of the CIA as early as 1952, while the CIA is documented to have known about the plan to overthrow Greece's government at least one month beforehand. The 6th Fleet of the United States Marines, stationed in the Mediterranean Sea, did not send helicopters to crush this coup. A powerful secret police was established which spied on citizens nationwide, the press was censored, many books and music and films were banned, and torture became commonplace with prisoners being beaten, hung suspended from their wrists, raped, killed, or forced to endure mock executions. Tens of thousands of Greeks were internally exiled, relocated to remote or uninhabited islands. Foreshadowing today's situation in Greece under the oh-so-responsible and pro-European government which every day is saving crisis-stricken Greece, thousands more lost their jobs or had their pensions revoked. Foreign companies were permitted to operate in Greece free of taxation and with no requirement of being audited, while the profits of Greek shipping companies could be moved overseas without restriction. The U.S., after publicly slapping the military regime on the wrist and initially banning arms sales to Greece, quietly resumed arms sales a few months later. After the uprising of 1973, the dying regime of Patakos, George Papadopoulos, and nominal Prime Minister Spiros Marquezinis was overthrown from within, and the even more brutal Dimitrios Ioannidis took power. It was under his watch, but under United States and CIA orders, and with the help of Greek-American CIA agent Gust Avrakotos, a good friend of Greece's military regime, that a coup attempt was launched in Cyprus to overthrow the supposedly communist sympathizing leader Archbishop Makarios. This aborted coup served as the pre-planned pretext for Turkish troops to invade Cyprus during the summer of 1974 in two waves, eventually taking over 38% of the island, which they continue to illegally occupy to this day. Ultimately in Greece, one dictatorship was replaced with another, for what has been in power since 1974 is far from a democracy. It is a system of corruption and crony capitalism, a system where two parties, Pasok and New Democracy, have held power interchangeably, two parties whose leaders all came from 
from the old political guard and whose allegiances are to their wallet and to their foreign paymasters who are keeping them in power to this day. It is a dictatorship masquerading as a democracy, which in recent years has driven the country into the economic abyss and which has not hesitated to use police violence and indeed even torture against its own population when they have dared to resist. It is a regime that unfortunately has been comprised by many of the same people which, back in 1973, were supposedly part of the student uprising. It should be no surprise, Len, that in a recent televised appearance in Greece, Sofia Vultepsi, the Greek government spokesperson, listed April 21st, the day the military coup in Greece was launched in 1967, as a national date of commemoration. And it should be no surprise that for yet another year, the peaceful march which took place on November 17th commemorating the events of 41 years prior devolved into violence. But just who was responsible for this violence, and for the violence at all such protests in recent years in Greece? We are told by the Greek and foreign media that it's the leftists and anarchists, those who supposedly wish to destroy the state, that are at fault. The video and photo evidence, however, widely available on sites like YouTube, shows the so-called anarchists and masked hoodlums mingling with members of Greece's riot police, with their masks on and often with clubs in hand. Instead of arresting them, the police are congregating with them, and together they've shown no hesitation in provoking protesters, beating up people at will, hurling tear gas canisters, and destroying businesses. In one video released this week, riot police are shown robbing a kiosk of water and food and threatening the owner of the kiosk for complaining. It should be clear that these riot police, as well as the so-called provocateurs, are both working for the same forces and against the Greek citizenry. A few days ago, the hacker group Anonymous began to reveal the identities of members of the Ku Klux Klan in Missouri. In light of the racial controversy brewing in Ferguson after the shooting death of African-American teenager Michael Brown by police officer Darren Wilson, months of unrest and police violence have followed. The revelations by Anonymous show many members of the KKK, who are also members of local police departments or ex-members of the military. One can only hope that such exposure soon awaits their violent, racist, criminal thug counterparts in Greece. 